With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Smoking nephew blazing rye. Uh, it is Monday, April seventh, two thousand fourteen. Today's show we have the very talented Julianne Jones, singer songwriter, right out of New York City, and we've got tenor saxophonist, the jazz healer, real cool cat, Steve Carrington. Last time he was on the show, he he played live for us. Um, so definitely stay tuned to hear his uh, new music. His new album out. Uh, called um, A Caring Tone, which is, you know, I think, I mean, we can ask him about it, but it, it seems to be variations uh, on his name, being that it's Carrington and also that he is in the medical profession. I, I'm not sure if he's a doctor or not, but I know he does something uh, medically related. Uh, anyway, boy, do you guys have trouble with... Uh, uh, confrontation, because I sure fucking do. I, I like, I hate it. I, I don't, I hate that I'm constantly like put in fucking situations that are confrontational. And, you know, uh, my therapist pointed out to me lately, uh, Ryan, you don't like confrontation. And when you don't stand up for yourself, it has consequences. And, uh, that week I had to stand up for myself in something. And, uh, it was, uh, quite a relief when I did. However, I hate when people are like mad at me. I like hate it. And I like need everyone to like me. It's very George Costanza of me, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if anybody's listening live, uh, tweet me at blaze and rye. And, uh, you know, it, just like, why? Like, for instance, this week, somebody's been taking my stuff. Now, that's a pretty clear-cut thing, you know. I say, don't take my stuff, and then the person uh, says, okay, sorry, and, and we move on. But when it comes to someone that you want to maintain a good relationship with, someone you have some sort of partnership with, either in business or in friendship or uh, what have you, if you're uh, scene partners, you don't want there to be friction, you know? Well, especially if you're scene partners, because attention is the actor's enemy, unless you can find some way to use it. Uh, sipping on this Darjeeling tea here it's, uh, reminds me of uh, when my friend Bryce and I used to get coffee in Santa Monica. However, a lot of the time it'd be at night, so we would get tea instead, uh, you know, so as not to keep us up all night. However, 
I got this box of Darjeeling tea, and the caffeine level on it is through the fucking roof. It hasn't kept me up lately, uh, so maybe, uh, so maybe, I don't know why I'm walking all of a sudden, um, so maybe it's not as powerful as coffee, or maybe we just grew accustomed to it, although I haven't really drunk it in like six years. Anyway, that's where I am today. I, I wish that I could be more honest about it on the air. I wish I could be more direct about it, more Mark Maroney, Bill Burr about it. You know, like Marin, I heard on WTF talk about, oh, I got into this huge fight with my father yesterday, and, you know, I'm a 50-year-old grown-ass man, and I, I, like, I'm not happy it happened, but he was being ridiculous, and so it had to happen. So, you know, it would be interesting to see the family this weekend at my nephew's bar mitzvah and see how that all turns out. Uh, and, you know, he, I mean, he has hundreds of thousands of more listeners than I do, and, and he'll talk directly about it you know like i'm thinking like what if his dad hears this i'm thinking in my head flomo i'm thinking in my head what if he hears this what if uh this person is angry with me and then it ruins the other partnerships it ruins the business relationship or the scene partnership or whatever uh and i feel like most things in life right now are, are decent except now this is a new issue and you know it's i mean it's just always something man Always. So, I've noticed that, uh, you know, as long as we've been doing advertisements for various things on blazingrightradio.com, a lot of you have been checking them out, but nobody's taking advantage of these great offers. Uh, so, speaking of Marin, you know, I should probably do this shit up front rather than right now. We, 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 by this point, everyone's probably stopped fucking listening. Uh, but if you go to blazingryeradio.com, click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club. Uh, uh-oh, I think the guy's going to start talking. I hate when this video plays automatically. I shouldn't be saying that about one of our affiliates. Uh, it's not. Okay, so if you go to blazingryeradio.com, click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club, and uh, you can get high-quality razors for as little as $1 a month. I always say... It's so awkward to go up to the guy or the woman at the pharmacy, the Dwayne Reed or the Walmart or the Kmart or the, the CVS or what, whatever, um, Bob's, there must be a Bob's pharmacy somewhere, and ask them for the razor. Inevitably, they'll think you just want blades. They'll try to give you the most expensive blades. You have to tell them, no, you want the cheaper one, and then you wind up forgetting if you even bought it in the first place. So no more of that. You get high-quality razors delivered right to your door, just like that. So sign up. Go to BlazingRyeRadio.com for the best deal. Click on the banners for Dollar Shave Club. And it couldn't be simpler, man. Select one of their great razors, pay one low-ass monthly fee, and they'll send them right to your door. No more overpaying for fancy brand-name shave shit tech. No more forgetting to buy your blades. Uh, three great blades to choose from. There's $1 a month, $6 a month, or $9 a month. Obviously, the optimal shave is from the $9 a month one. Uh, every new member of Dollar Shave Club gets a free compatible handle, and if you upgrade or downgrade your plan to a different blade, you get another free handle. So, basically, if you keep switching your plan back and forth, well, at the least, you'll get three fucking handles. You might even get unlimited handles if you keep switching back and forth. I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's like putting a hot blade through lather. Change your blade with two clicks and receive it the next month. Yes, handle still included free. Satisfaction is guaranteed. You're going to love your blades. But even if you don't, you can cancel anytime easily. 
All right. So just click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club and click on how it works and then click do it or click however you want to click. Just make sure you go to blazingryradio.com to do it. Uh, the $1 a month one is a great basic shaver. The $6 is the last razor you'll ever need, a gentle shave in a single stroke. And the other one, the final frontier, it's like a personal assistant for your face. This is a $9 a month still. It's about $30 cheaper than what you pay on, on the, the Gillette's. Six stainless steel blades, four cartridges per month, special trimmer edge built in for the professional. This blade comes from the future and lives in outer space. So, you know, that's, that's amazing. Um, there's aloe, vitamin E, and lavender lubricating strip moisturizers, calm-sensitive skin, uh, full 90-degree pivot head, wide rubber guard with wave fins brings the hair up to deep shave. So anyway, my point is there's great deals on BlazingRyeRadio.com. Not only that, but are you sick of going to the post office? Well, there's a banner for stamps.com that you can click. Are you horny? Well, there's plenty of banners for AdamEveToys.com where you can get various sex shop toys that, you know, you can do it in the comfort of your own home without the embarrassment of actually having to go out to a place in the West Village or to VIP in Orange, Connecticut, or to that little place off the beaten path on, uh, out in Silmar, California, where uh, a friend of mine used to buy pornography. You don't need to do that anymore. Just go to blazingryeradio.com and we have you covered. So for about 20 years now, I have dreaded what happened last week. And I'll explain why after I sip this tea because it's getting cold. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Brings me back to Earth Cafe in Santa Monica, California with my best friend at the time with whom I was... Uh, in in uh, I, I, I had a crush on him. Anyway, moving on quickly, rapidly. I really dreaded what happened on Thursday this week, and everybody knows by now that David Letterman announced his retirement. Now, even as I speak to you, I look above me and I see a picture of Dave on my wall, and it was the picture from the cover of Entertainment Weekly from November 2001, where... It has a picture of him and says, in Dave we trust, where Letterman set the tone in a new world of entertainment after what, the horrible events of September of that year. And um, Dave has always been the constant for me, you know, like no matter what was going on with work or school or home or whatever, I knew that at 1135 at night, I could always turn on CBS and there would be the guy who could make me laugh more than anyone else has ever been able to. Now, a lot of these Jay Leno assholes, the guys who you know preferred Jay Leno um, to David Letterman, I always think that's because he's easier to fall asleep to, uh, by the way. I've always thought that's why Leno got the ratings. Um, but these guys, I find who who appreciated the old stale humor of Jay Leno also are the guys who are saying it's the Jimmy's time. It's time for late night to be younger. So I think there is some hypocrisy there and I haven't found a way to eloquently put it yet, but it exists within their minds. The other thing that's hypocritical about this is that 
they'll say like Dave's too old and um, it's time for the the new generation to come in. But at the same time, when they talk about comparing him to Leno, Dave was still the cutting edge one. And even now, uh, I read a few weeks ago before Fallon premiered, I believe, like that uh, on on the Tonight Show, that you have two hosts who are like kings of cool, so cool. So even now, at 66 years old, he's still the most cutting edge, the most interesting host there is. You know, he's the guy who's willing to take the risks. Uh, and, you know, Fallon, I really haven't had an interest in watching since he jumped ship from Late Night to The Tonight Show because I knew I could watch Dave. And uh, and then I even texted my friend the other night. I said this last night on our practice show. <laughs> um our tech, if you will, our dress rehearsal with no pants on. I said to my co-host, Jonathan Weeks, hold on, I've lost my train of thought. Let me take some more Darjeeling tea here. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's actually not that good. Mm. Oh, there's some weird white stuff on the bottom. I said to my co-host John Weeks that I was far more interested in what was going on with Late Night than I was with The Tonight Show. Oh, and I texted my friend on, uh, like, Wednesday. I'm really digging switching from Dave to Seth, because Seth Meyers has taken over Late Night. And, listen, whenever I've watched Jimmy Fallon's show, I've liked it, but it was too difficult for me to stay, uh, to, 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 to stay up and watch it. Like a 12.30 show, I needed to be able to fall asleep to. And Fallon wasn't comforting. He was, it was hyper and energetic and stuff. So, so I, I, I kind of chose, rather than Fallon or Craig Ferguson, I would, you know, once Letterman is over, I would get on my Roku and watch something else on the Netflix or the Hulu Plus um, or the HBO Go or Hobo Go, if you will, and I pray to God you will. But uh, the thing about that is that now I can flip from Dave to Seth Meyers and there's something very reminiscent to me about flipping from Dave to Seth that that reminds me of flipping from Dave to Conan when Conan was on at 1230. Now there's a name that has not really been thrown in the ring very much for Letterman's successor and I have no idea why because I think that that would be perfect and it would be such retribution against NBC you know, because NBC passed Letterman up for The Tonight Show and gave it to Jay Leno. Then NBC gave The Tonight Show to Conan O'Brien and then passed Conan O'Brien up, even though he was on the fucking show for Jay Leno. You know, and then Dave went to CBS when NBC did that. So if Conan goes to CBS and competes with Fallon, I think that's a beautiful thing, and uh, I think it's uh, I think he could do well against Jimmy Fallon, you know, and I think that uh, he deserves it more than anyone else. I mean, he's really been through the ringer, so and he has succeeded Letterman before and been successful at it. He's proven that he can do it, um, and he's been on at eleven for a while. So he's done twelve thirty. He's done eleven thirty. He's done eleven. He's got to go back to eleven thirty. 
Uh, I don't understand why Stephen Colbert is such a hot choice. I really don't get that. Uh, I know that he's successful in what he does now, but that's just what it is. It's, it's what he does now. Um, and it's a character, you know, like, I don't know, bro. I don't know that he could break out of character and be a host in his own right. Anyway, enough of my philosophizing on the issue. Letterman forever for me. Anyway, our first guest is a talented singer-songwriter out of the faraway land of New York City. Her new album is called The Space Between the Telephone Lines. She'll be playing The Central in Toronto, Canada on May 9th with members of Baban Chinese Music Society. Please welcome Julianne Jones. Julianne, how are you? Hi, Ryan. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am well. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you, Julianne, are a very unique artist. Your bio says that you're a singer, songwriter, and ethnomusicologist. Now, what the yeah. heck is a singer? <laughs> a singer? <laughs> oh, no. What's a singer, an ethnomusicologist? Uh, an ethnomusicologist? Oh, good question. Yeah, it's a long word. Um, well, it basically means that you study music and that there's a field field research element to it. So you go out and you research music, you talk to people, um, and then you observe, and then you write about it, or you make a video about it, or you interpret it in some way. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of come to be associated with world music, but it doesn't have to be. Like, you don't have to go and study, you know, drumming in Ghana or um, music in China. You could study, you know, something right here in New York, and it, it could be Western music. It, it could be any music. Now, the last time I heard the phrase world music, it was John Tesh. You're not like John Tesh, are you? <laughs> not, not too much. Mm. Yeah, world music is a funny term, too. It was actually mm. coined... Um, it was coined by the music industry, actually, in meetings. I think it was, man, I think it was like the early 80s. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it was actually a term um, for marketing music um, that was kind of made by the industry. But, yeah, world music can be anything. Uh, so, yeah, my my world music is, um, you know, draws on Chinese music and uh, mm -hmm. and pop music and kind of mixes them together in uh, hopefully interesting ways. So you mentioned uh, draws from Chinese music. Now, you actually are fluent in Chinese, correct? Yeah, I, I am. I, I started learning Chinese in, in high school, actually, my last year of high school. And I've um, just been, you know, kind of kept studying different ways and kind of learning about China and um, kept studying Chinese. And... Yeah, so I, how how many because I took Chinese in high school at uh Yale once a week with uh, uh like a program for high school students because I grew up in New Haven so I took Chinese at Yale and oh, nice. studied it for three years one night a week learned nothing now how many days a week do you have to study Chinese to become fluent at it oh gosh you know yeah it's one of those languages you kind of have to do it a lot to get good at it. So mm -hmm. you have to kind of go through some sort of boot camp. Like, you know, it's it's sort of like learning piano, too. Like, if you just play, you know, one time a week, you, you're not going to get great really quickly. 
Um, so same thing mm-hmm. with learning Chinese. Like, um, but so at, in high school we had it. Gosh, I think we had it three or four days a week. But then at, uh, when I was in college at University of Chicago, we had it for like two hour, two or three hours every day. I think wow. when you added when you added like the afternoon session for the language. Yeah, so it was really drilled into us. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And you also uh, are fluent in French as well? Uh, yeah, I I lived in France when I was um when I was in high school. Yeah, so yeah, I learned French first actually, then I learned Chinese later. Where are you actually from? Or you're from a, a bunch of different places, right? Well, yeah, I moved around a lot. Um yeah, I've lived in a lot of places, but I was I was actually born in Houston, and then um, actually I went to high school in Connecticut, not too far from. Really? Um, yeah, you said you went to school in 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 New Haven. In New Haven. Yeah, where did yeah, you go? Yeah, I went to I went to school called Taft. Um, it's in Watertown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Watertown. Yeah. Watertown, Connecticut. I've heard of Watertown, New yeah. York, but I've <laughs> never even heard of Watertown, Connecticut. Yeah, there's so many towns in Connecticut, right? <laughs> Uh, I read that you, uh, Julianne, find harmony in self-identity dissonance. Can you rephrase that in a less Gwyneth, Chris Martin way? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess I'm just sort of interested in in betweenness. And uh, Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Well, my parents are from very different cultures and I was kind of exposed to different um, different environments, different cultural environments when I was growing up. So I just kind of naturally uh, was always looking for ways to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what that means. Yeah, my, my dad's from Wales originally, and my mm-hmm. mom's from L.A. And um, so, yeah, it's pretty different cultures sure. growing up with. Nope. Along those lines, you say, I occupy a middle space. My world is about intersections. Now, is this like Middle Earth? Do you know Frodo Baggins? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <laughs> oh. it's, it's Middle Earth. But yeah, I live in Middle Earth in the West Village. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you live in the West Village. Swanky. Yeah, it's, it's Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about your, your new album, The Space Between the Telephone Lines. Uh, it's a fascinating album, uh, given that it's in a couple different languages. What made you want to make an album that people would most people would only understand one half of? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, hopefully a lot of people understand both halves. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, well, for me... It's just a, another interesting element uh, of music for me. Like, so when I'm writing a song, that I'm kind of playing with harmony and melody, and uh, yeah, and lyrics. So this is just adding the extra, adding another language with another sort of element to throw in there. Just an, another, another thing to be creative with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, it, I guess seems pretty natural for me because um, yeah, I've been working in Chinese studies for a long time and then I've been a songwriter for a long time. So um, I kind of wanted to pull them together in this album. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and you, uh, the, 
you say that the progress and innovations in pop have made it the perfect medium to explore different cultures and genres to create a fresh artistic vocabulary. Now, do these pop innovations include uh, like Miley Cyrus dancing naked on a giant metallic ball, for instance? Oh, gosh, sure, why not? <laughs> By that, I just meant that pop is really flexible. You know, it's not like um, a sonata or something where you have to, mm-hmm. or like even a fugue or something where you have to really follow a specific form. I mean, there there are forms in pop and, you know, clear progressions and sort of things that people usually follow, but you could, it's, also, it's a lot more flexible than, than most genres. So what I meant by that is just that you know, it's, it's a good split, it's a good space to sort of explore and try new things. Sure. Uh, so let's play a couple of your songs. Tell me a little bit about when you sleep. Okay. Um, well, uh, so when you sleep is um, well, it's a song that I wrote. Gosh, I probably wrote it like almost two years ago now. Um, yeah, I wrote it right before I moved to New York. Um, yeah, and so it's about uh, the point when you're in a relationship and you're so crazy mad in love in the relationship and you kind of start second-guessing what you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's about, um, you know, it's about this uh, this girl, which I guess could be anyone, and she's wondering what her boyfriend is dreaming about. And is this from personal experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it could be. It's it's not it's not really like a lot of sometimes sometimes my songs are they're kind of about love in general, but then there's sometimes a deeper meaning, and they're not mm-hmm. they're kind of scenarios. They're not always about me. Right. Okay. Well, this yeah. is when you sleep by Julianne Jones. We'll be right back with Julianne. Thank you. 
distance relationships and um, it's about how sometimes when you're far away from some t- someone it can feel gloomy like the blues and then um, you know, sometimes it can still feel like perfect rhythm um, yeah so it's it's about it's about long distance relationships all right have you seen that movie going the distance by the way with Drew Barrymore and Justin Long I uh, know is it is it new no, it's it's a few years okay. old, but it is nobody's nobody's it? really seen it. Uh, it did terribly at the box office, but it is so so good, and it's about long distance relationships. It's worth worth checking out. Okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> All right, here's rhythm and blues, Julianne Jones.
。我弹着琴，你唱爵士，我扎着鼓，你迈开步，你能听见心的声音，我的心为你跳动着、啊。你的爱情，我的幸运，你的灵魂，我的声音，我总在唱着你的歌，你在远方听着我吗？ Julianne Jones with Rhythm and Blues from the new album, The Space Between the Telephone Lines. Julianne, who are some of your musical influences? Oh,、um, let's see. I like、uh, the sort of French chanson genre, so I like some of the classics like、uh, Gainsbourg and Brassens.、Um, I like more contemporary stuff. I like、uh, Feist and Karinam. Um, yeah, and then some Chinese music. I like.、Uh, I like this great artist.、Uh, she retired pretty recently, but her name's Fei Wang.、Um, she's like she's big in canto pop.、Um, yeah. Cool.、Um, I read in your bio you say that ethnomusicology and songwriting are similar in a lot of ways. How so? Oh, how are they similar? Well, I guess both require observation and interpretation, and kind of crafting a narrative.、Um, so, yes, yeah, for me they're similar, but,、mm-hmm. but they're they're different things, obviously.、Um, yeah, but they they kind of fuel each other for me. Sure.、And、you say that you've always been interested in how writing music can be linked to. Individual biography and social history. What do you mean by that? Oh gosh, I sound like an academic.、Um, <laughs> well, I guess yeah. I'm talking more about my research, so、um, I'm interested in how individuals create music. But whenever you're talking about an individual, you always have to kind of situate them in a cultural or social context. So there's always this dialectic relationship between an individual. And their social history, like for instance, I work with these composers in China, and、um, you know they have their own techniques, their own compositional techniques, but and and they seem like their own, but it's it's also really hard to separate them, to separate their techniques from what's going on in those particular decades,、mm-hmm. and、um, sort of just the trends that are going on in in.、Um, Sort of recent Chinese music history, so I, I meant that kind of in. Yeah, I was sort of talking about my research when I was talking about that.、Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's always interesting to think about how and why people create. You know, is that coming from them or from from some sort of you know social force? Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, and your album, The Space Between the Telephone Lines, is that available?、Uh, iTunes, CD, baby, all the usual venues. Yeah, it will be on April 29th. Right now, it's、um, you can hear clips of it on my website. Which is JulianneJonesMusic.com. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Julianne、oh. only has one N, one N though. So if you want to、I、find went- it. <laughs> I went to JulianneJones.com first, and it was some dude running for office somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I'm not running for office.、So. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that guy too. Uh-huh. Uh huh.、Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I should、um, send him a song. 
<laughs> yes, you absolutely should. Maybe your song can be his campaign theme song. That would be good. It can be in Chinese. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I I hope that your gig in, in Canada goes well. Uh, break a leg with that. And congratulations on the upcoming release of the album. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks so much, Ryan. Absolutely. Take care. Have a good night. Okay, thanks. Bye. Sure, bye. That was Julianne Jones calling from all the way from the West Village, which is about 10 minutes away. Oh, man. Um, So our next guest, Steve, uh, he's been on the program before. Great guy. Uh, and um, having these issues with uploading his music right now. So I'm hoping that it's not interfering with the broadcast, much as lately uh, things have gone wrong with uh, particularly our backstage show, not so much the Blaze and Rye proper show. But let's see, did it did it even come up yet in the thing? Uh, it's not there. Hmm. God darn it. It's going so slow uploading these files, too. I may have to, like, cut out of the show for a minute. Mm. Damn it. Uh, All right. So, trying to think of the best way to handle this. Uh, I'm glad that you're thinking with me. Uh, Like, it's going slow, but not so slow. It's like... I'm wondering if I should cancel these uploads or not. I'm hoping it's not fucking up the show. Uh, all right. Well, Steve Carrington is going to come on in a few minutes, uh, of course. Cool cat that he is. All right. You know what? I'm getting impatient with this. I'm going to cancel this download. All right. I'm going to can't. What, what is this? This is five, five fucking minutes it's going to take. Jesus. All right. Uh, okay. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close out of Chrome. Alright. I'm gonna stay on Skype, because that's how I'm talking to you. Alright, so if I go back to the blog talk site, maybe they will upload faster this way. Let's well let's see if the other one got onto the studio. Oh boy. I really need a a producer again. Um Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't fucking see it, bro. What the hell? All right, so I'm going to try uploading. Oh, now the, the files have disappeared. Of course they have because of the thing. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to try uploading them now. Uh, I, I'm so glad you're you're here with me on this ride. Uh, this song, Alech Malach. What is this called? Jesus. Garrett. Okay. Uh, upload that. Uh, it, it's still going so slow. Hmm. Well, I can't wait till it's done so we have something to play when Steve gets on. All right, so uh, I was mentioning before uh, that David Letterman is my comedy hero. And... Uh, he would have handled those moments just now a lot better than I did, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I uh, just want to let you guys know that we're, I'm not sure yet if Backstage will be on Wednesday or Thursday this week. Uh, still waiting on John Weeks to clarify that for me. He said 
he's been doing some research. And in the research, he's found that uh, his friends do not listen on Wednesdays. So we're basically going to cater it to hit to John Weeks' friends. Um, and uh, you know what I'll do, though? In the meantime, rather than talk your ear off again, it, and I'll probably edit out this part of the show, uh, although that is a pain in the ass, so maybe I won't. I'm going to play a song from one of our last uh, guests, uh, Shiz Gotti, while we upload Steve's music because it's taking forever. So here's Shiz Gotti, nephew of Bobby Brown, the king of stage, with Type of Girl, and I will be right back. I just had to get her. I said I just had to get her, get her. She's my type of girl. Me 
with the truth, mom I'm not just talking in general or trying to be lyrical After all we've been through We stay together It's a miracle of love it in front of me We've been to hell and back Still standing strong Like the Statue of Liberty You bring out the best of me Intellectually, mentally, physically, emotionally She's my type of You guys don't have that in your head um, for the rest of the night. There's something wrong with you. So, after spending years playing tenor saxophone with jazz greats like Dizzy Gillespie and Chick Corea, our next guest released his debut album called A Caring Tone last month, and he'll be playing Fat Cat in New York City May 17th. Please welcome back to the program the jazz healer Steve Carrington. Steve, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. What's what's been going on in your life since since the last time we spoke? Uh, I've been really trying to promote the CD and doing a lot of traveling. Uh, in in reference to that, um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of where have you been going? Uh, well, I was down in DR promoting it. Uh, I went out in Minneapolis wow. and promoted it. Uh, yeah. So you're going to like the warm warmest place and the coldest place? Yeah, two extremes. Hmm. Uh, And tell me a little bit about the album, A Caring Tone. Uh, Well, you know, it's my new CD release, uh, my my new CD. And it's it's, it's sort of like a play on my name, but yet Mm -hmm. a truth. Because Steve Carrington, A Caring Tone. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I'm I'm usually known for the sound of my saxophone. You know, most most uh, instrumentalists they they like the tone of the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, in particular, you know, particularly they talk about how big my sound is and how pretty it is, and so I called the first record, you know, a caring mm-hmm. tone. Yeah. Got it. And and isn't there also kind of a play on uh, the other aspect of your life being that you're in the medical field? Well, yeah. Yeah, patient care, definitely. Taking care of mm-hmm. patients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a whole lot going on in that name. Um, yeah. Uh, and what uh, kind of, is there like a theme to the album? What can listeners expect to hear? Well, you can listen, well, you're going to hear a variety. Actually, it's quite diverse in terms of, it's jazz, but it's mm-hmm. a wide spectrum in terms of genres of jazz. So you have anything from straight ahead, like in, like uh, hardcore straight ahead, to some modern jazz on the record. Um, you know, more modern, or some people might call it, or they categorize it as post uh, the post be, post Marcellus bebop music. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, so basically after Winton came on the scene, there was a whole emergence of new jazz artists dealing in a certain sound. You know what I mean? Mm, sure. Uh, you're talking yeah. about Winton Marsalis, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So um, some of it's that, yeah. Some of it's... Mm-hmm. Would be, you know, people would categorize it as that. I, I don't really like to categorize jazz because it's so, you know, jazz is just a generic term to me. Right. Yeah. So where can people buy this CD, a Karen Tom? Well, as of in a day or I believe they said it takes like forty eight hours. It should be on every uh, media outlet by mm-hmm. which you can get, you know, digital music. Uh, you'll be able to get it there. Uh, and, of course, from me, when you come see me play. <laughs> <laughs> Will you have it uh, in uh, record, CD, audio tape? It's, it's, it's a CD form. It's CD. CD form. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're still on those. Okay, good. Um, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the song that I cannot pronounce the name of, and we'll play that. Which one is that? Akimelech Garrett. You actually pronounced it perfectly. Really? It's a he- uh, yeah, it's a Hebrew term. It's a Hebrew term. Mm-hmm. And it, this tune, I wrote it inspired by my, my, he's like my big brother in the music, my big brother, a good friend, and he's a very good friend. Um, Actually, he gave me my saxophone. Um, he's the last sax player that played with Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last, you know, last few years, the last years of Miles, Kenny was the man. And you probably heard his name before, Kenny Garrett. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's 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 he's, he's internationally known, uh, probably. Microphone. Uh, the the for me, definitely the baddest cats around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, musically. Yeah, you know, and just just in general, he has a huge heart, and beautiful person, and he inspired. I was inspired by him, and always am inspired by him. Whenever we talk, whenever we uh, collaborate in terms of musically, just talking about life, whatever. Um, so I wrote the tune for him, entitled, like you said, Aki Malek Garrett. Aki means my brother. Because in Hebrew, you can say ak, which is just brother. Mm-hmm. But whenever you put e on the end of it, you make it possessive. So uh-huh. it's like my brother. Mm-hmm. And malek in Hebrew is king. And, of course, his last name is Garrett. So if you translate it, you got my brother, King Garrett. Oh, Okay. Uh, so we will play yeah. that. I, th- I think I hear a little bit of an echo on, on your end. I'm not sure if you have it in the, on in the background. Yeah, I got it very low, though, because of that. Hold on. Okay, thanks. What I'll do is just go ahead. All right, so this is uh, Key Malek Garrett by Steve Harrington, yeah. and we'll exactly. be right back with Steve.
Yeah, Steve Carrington from A Caring Tone, uh, which will be available in 48 hours on the iTunes and the Amazon and CD Baby and wherever music is sold. You can also go see Steve May 17th at Fat Cat in New York. Any other gigs coming up, Steve? Uh, yeah, but it's with other people. And then we're working on more. So as uh, what people can do is check into my website as... Uh, you know, as time goes. So, and they and can go to D- www.stevecarrington.com, yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, uh, Leah Delaria was on the show very early on, about three and a half years ago, and uh, she was talking about her kind of residency doing the brunches at Smoke Jazz Club. Okay, on, uh, yeah. Yeah, on the, on the weekends. And I remember her saying that Smoke was like the last of the, real jazz clubs. I guess she was implying that uh, a lot of them had become touristy and stuff. Uh, what do you think about that? Have you noticed uh, a difference from um, what they used to be? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you're talking about, I guess she could be referring to places like the Blue Note. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because, I mean, but you have to consider, Blue Note been around for a lot longer than Smoke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's probably... I mean, I mean, with all consideration, it's probably more uh, well known because you do mm-hmm. have Blue Note in Japan as well. So they have other models. Of the same, the name is used in the same setup of the club in other mm-hmm. places in other countries. So it's well known, like internationally. So of course, when tourists come, they're going to know that name, and they're just going to go there with the right. understanding that they're going to get quality music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Smoke is not. You don't have a smoke in. Um, uh, in Milan, you have a, you don't have a smoke in Japan. Mm-hmm. You have a smoke in only in New York City. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So, and it, I mean, I don't know. I can't really say exactly how long smoke been around, but I know it hasn't been around as long as the Blue Note. Mm-hmm. So, but so if she's saying it that way, I mean, you have to put it all. You have to put it all in perspective. Right. Okay. You've been around for twenty years, thirty years, forty years, thirty years, forty years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dizzy Gillespie—that was his residency when he was alive. The Blue Note. Mm-hmm. He played there regularly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it so, doesn't get much more real than that, I guess. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. I mean, again, you have to. Put, I'm not saying smoke isn't a good place to play. I think it's a good place to play, especially mm-hmm. for up and coming people. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's a great place to play, but they also do have some jazz. Giants that play there, like this past weekend, the great George Coleman played there, mm-hmm. and then you do have legends that play there every week. So every Saturday night, late at night, you have Johnny O'Neill. Johnny O'Neill played with everybody. Played with Art Blakey. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a place where you do. I mean, you can hear quality jazz and quality music, and music that's uh, truly uh, from the artist's heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So you de- you definitely can go. It's, it's 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 a small gym, but you can't discount the Blue Note because it's simply because tourists know about it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah, raise a good yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steve, we have time for one more song. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Just Because? Well, just because. Uh, well, <clears throat> literally, I wrote that too. Twenty minutes. The day before we recorded it. Really? Yeah. And what it was, you know, I, I have a cousin. And if you, and if you look at 
it's a play on the word mm-hmm. because because yeah. and I have a cousin. He's like, you know, he's he's a he's a uh, 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 what a fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really cut, really together, and, but he's always so stressed sometimes. You know, for, for whatever reason, he's just you know. <laughs> so, you know, I was telling him, man, you just need to, you know, just be, cause just be. <laughs> you know, so sure. I, I, so I call the tune "Just Be Cause," just be cause. So it's play on that. Just be. You know what I mean? You are all about the plays on words, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is Steve Carrington with Just Be Cuz, and we'll be right back with Steve.
with just because were you like actively trying to uh, calm down your cousin while writing that song because it's a very soothing song yeah it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's all about just being just chilling out just relax man yeah just <laughs> just be easy uh, and your gig at the Fat Cat uh, in New York you're going to be playing through uh, most of the album some of the album yeah some of the album matter of fact you know some of the album and then it's couple, I, I, I have written some new music since then, so mm-hmm. might even be testing out some some new some some new tunes on on the people, you know. Awesome. Well, check him out, <laughs> stevecarrington.com, and you can buy his album wherever they are sold in uh, forty eight hours time, right, Steve? That's right. All right. So, uh, Steve Carrington, uh, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm honored, honored and humbled by the, uh, you know, by the invitation. Anytime, anytime, sir. Uh, you have a good night. Okay, thank you. You too. Absolutely. Take care. All right, All right that was Steve Carrington. Um, and uh, Steve Carrington, Julianne Jones, you heard some great music tonight. Check out their stuff. Julianne's album drops April 20, what did she say, 29th? And Steve's will drop in 48 hours, meaning Wednesday, April 9th or so. Uh, So, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, bend her over backwards, strip her off some drawers, burn her knuckles on the stove, 
and leave her in some drawers somewhere. I messed that up. Good night, everybody. Talk see to you back. the house day. lights start to blink and the sky is turning pink. Gosh, what will the neighbors think? Cause here it is tomorrow again. We could share a perfect dance, but we've danced the night away. Guess you'd better hit the head, cause here it is tomorrow again. We saw the sunset in the sky, soon we'll see the dawn. Mother Nature's about to rise, and Father Time is marching on. Did you hear my daddy yell? We've been leaning on the bell. Kiss me quick and run like 60, cause here it is tomorrow again. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.